1: Our job at The Network is to discover, develop, and fund new and emerging filmmakers. So we wanted to bring you closer to some of the people who hold the most influence and have the best understanding of how the UK film industry works. Will Master is the Senior Film Programme Manager at the British Council. He got on his folding bike and came over to the BFI offices. We talked about festival strategies for emerging filmmakers. Plus, we bonded over our love of rap. <laughs> Hello, Will. Hello, good morning. Thanks for joining us. A couple of things, I mean before we go you know any further, can you confirm or deny reports that you have a secret skill as a rapper Will? <laughs> um, the only way
0: to confirm it would be to do a rap which obviously I can't, couldn't ever possibly do because it would be too mortifying. I, I don't know if it's a secret skill as such. I do like rap music um, and when I too much sometimes that love bursts out in uncontrollable ways but I think it's a bit early in the morning to subject listeners okay. to any kind of rap.
1: Fine so not today but we will get you at some point. Some when point, you least point,
0: expect so when it, it. <laughs> I'll be there rapping in your ear Matimba.
1: I love it I love it. So Will you um, work at the British Council which is primarily responsible. Well, the film arm of British Council is primarily responsible for overseeing the promotion of UK films and filmmakers internationally.
0: Yeah, absolutely. British Council is the UK's international cultural relations organisation, and it does um, it does various different things. It has quite an extensive arts programme, which film features in. And uh, I'm in a team of seven people. Um, each of us have various different responsibilities. We help our offices, which are located all the way around the world, um, and some of us look after documents entry and some of us look after feature and it's been my privilege over the last four or five years to look after short film.
1: Cool and can you talk to us a little bit more about what that looks like day-to-day because obviously lots of the short film activity includes the short support scheme sure. and, travel
0: and the travel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no problem. Um, so I think it's probably best to clarify straight off that we don't fund work we're not we don't we don't invest in production we're much more about the promotion and support of filmmakers right the way across the spectrum in in my particular case with short filmmakers we take shorts very seriously we recognize that in in the UK and indeed in many other countries around the world they form a kind of key part of a talent development strategy so we like to think that we work well with other partners to help filmmakers either funded through national agencies or not uh, to travel with their work be in a context where they can professionally develop and promote themselves and their work and that usually takes the form of short film festivals. Um, we have a, a fund that we co-manage with the British Film Institute called the called the Short Film Travel Grant Fund and it's, it's, it's very simple. We have a list of around 50 short film festivals and if you're a short filmmaker and you're selected into one of those festivals you can apply to us for costs to cover off travel and accommodation. We want to be able to make the difference for people to be able to go and travel long haul to some key events in the short film world and in the film world in general so Sundance, Cannes, Berlin etc etc On top of that, that kind of funding mechanism to help filmmakers travel we also have a support scheme called the Short Support Scheme where we will proactively champion new work that we funded to travel to a selection of short film programmers and festival contacts that we have We'll also organise some events closer to home to help connect new and emerging filmmakers to more established talent. We sometimes put together packages of films specifically from within our catalogue and tour them or screen them at venues both in the UK and internationally. Often short filmmakers are a demographic that that can least afford to make that trip to Australia or the states or the demographic that is new in production and therefore hasn't set aside part of its budget to travel or for festivals and distribution because let's face it budgets are tight and they want to get as much as possible up on up on screen so we like to think that we can help them with that next step in terms of getting themselves out there because once the film's made there's still a whole kind of two years you've got on your short to be out and about networking it, using it as a, as a platform to develop yourself
1: and promote yourself. Well, yeah, that kind of leads nicely into my next question, which is kind of about festivals and how, you know, they can often be the holy grail for filmmakers, especially in shorts, but all the way to features. So in terms of filmmakers who are yet to make a first feature, how important do you think it is to have a festival... Or have your film played at a festival how important is it to your career to have had a
0: short yeah. in, a, in a festival yeah first of all going to festivals is important full stop because uh, there is a whole ecosystem of festivals um from dedicated short film festivals all the way through to feature film festivals where industry professionals are attending where there are markets attached where a film could be launched or promoted and kick-started into the international market uh, to go there for the first time and understand what the competition looks like where the bar is set in terms of how your work is how to meet commissioners executives other people that are likely to play your film is is invaluable festivals in a way act as filters they act as gatekeepers we're still very much in that era I think although there's lots to be said for having your work online etc etc people are time poor and they need a kind of way to cut through all the content so if a short film lands on your desk and you know that it's won uh, you know a significant prize or award you're slightly more likely to screen it on your laptop than perhaps the other 50 films that have piled up on your desk
1: you know beyond getting a film in a festival which is obviously a great thing and as you said you know acts as a filter for people who've got lots of stuff coming in What are the immediate benefits of attending a festival for a filmmaker? For a first time filmmaker, where do you begin?
0: Yeah, I think research is your friend here, really. And other filmmakers, frankly. You know, places like shooting people, online forums, um, the net.work and find out what kind of flavour of festival might be best for them. Festivals have different personalities. They have different teams of programmers with different tastes. European festivals for short films have a very distinct flavour relative to US festivals. It's very interesting. Um, Sundance festival shows a lot of UK shorts. Typically we have about eight or nine every year. Clermont-Ferrand, uh, which is a massive um, short film event with a, with a market attached, also shows about... 8 to 12 UK shorts every year. They're both We do very well in both of those. Both key launch pads for a short film, potentially, but very different flavours. And until you go to those festivals, it's quite hard to recognise that. But you can get your hands on old catalogues. You can do a bit of research and look into films that have played there. It's increasingly easy to find films that have gone to Vimeo now after they've kind of run their festival life cycle. So sitting down with a good old spreadsheet and researching the kind of festival you think your broad comedy might go in versus your indie animation can pay dividends and might save you a lot of money and time in the long run
1: because submission fees can cost you know
0: yeah submission fees are an interesting you know we've seen a, a kind of escalation of those um in the past 10 years or so and now you know even our even our beloved UK short film festivals find themselves in a position where they feel compelled to 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 charge with with entry fees your European festivals tend to charge Less mm-hmm. or not at all, because they have strong state support at a kind of cultural level. Whereas your US festivals have less of a culture of kind of state support for for support for cultural events, so they feel compelled to charge. So a Sundance entry can cost ninety, you know, ninety dollars. That's that. That may not seem like a huge outlay, but when you package it together with all the other festivals you're applying for over a six month or a year period, it it can start to add up. So like so like you say, doing your research and working out and prioritizing a bit what kind of festivals you'd really like to launch at or you'd really like to screen at will probably help save you money rather than kind of carpet bombing all the festivals you can find on Without a Box which is a good resource to an extent but it's not a substitute for research
1: I like carpet bombing I was going to say don't submit silly we can yeah, have some yeah, little well, yeah. hashtags. That yeah, those a bit silly. I like
0: that. Don't carpet bomb. Mm. People get very hung up about festivals yeah. and screening and very disappointed and dejected. Rejection is par for the course with yeah. any short film. There's always going to be rejections involved. You'd be lucky if you got a, a, a one in five acceptance ratio. Just because of what we've talked about with the different types of festivals, their different personalities. It's very rare that there's one film that kind of fits fits all the different um, kind of top quality festivals. But there are other ways to use your short to promote yourself, either to financiers or to agents and to have conversations. I saw a really, really lovely... Uh, short film the other day that was for uh, you know very much targeting the family and young person's audience which is really great there's not a huge amount of that work made and they'd really nailed the kind of tone I felt and then we I had a chat with the filmmakers about where they wanted to screen and they said you know we should go for Cannes and Berlin and I said you know possibly Berlin in the kind of generation section which is for younger people I don't feel like this is for Cannes and then I asked them what do you Want to do? What's your next move as a filmmaker? And they said, well, you know, we want to make a feature, and we very much want to make a feature in in the vein of this film, which is family and young people. And I said, you know, the film festival circuit for short films isn't necessarily going to be the place you want to focus all your energies for this. You you know, you want to use this as a as a, as a calling card, and not in the not in the bad way that shorts can sometimes be just instrumental as a calling card. But you want to use this as a calling card to knock on the doors of financiers or people that have expressed an interest in making family friendly features as a kind of mission statement saying this is the kind of work we we want to make and I've seen other shorts that haven't had much festival exposure for one reason or another but have been very good for filmmakers in terms of getting them representation or getting under the nose of a of a a commissioner somewhere else so I think you know festivals are only part of the kind of self-promotion strategy.
1: I think that's a really good bit of advice because I think sometimes people feel festivals are the be all and end all. Yeah. It's not it's no. about having a strategy and yeah. it's about knowing what that short's going to do for you yeah. as a filmmaker. Yeah.
0: I appreciate for filmmakers it's frustrating sometimes not knowing why they might not have been selected into a festival, but there there are I mean if it's if it's reassuring at all, there are always a number of possible reasons. It's, it's, it's actually quite rarely that the film just isn't good enough. It's because it's it doesn't fit with the theme of the strand that the programme is going for, that it might be too long to fit in a particular programme. There are, there are lots of reasons, and, and so filmmakers shouldn't be, be too dispirited um, and, and, like you say, shouldn't feel that festivals are the be-all and the end-all. They aren't necessarily.
1: So I want to know what a Will matters do's and don'ts when it comes to shorts?
0: I'll come to running time first because I'm quite interested in this because I think there's a bit of a myth. Not a myth, but but the way in which people talk about this can be slightly misleading. People will often say the shorter you can make your short, the better and the more chance it has, therefore, of being selected into a festival. I don't think that's quite true. There are lots of festivals coming back to Clermont-Ferrand, for example, or Uppsala or Tampere that play films way over 20 minutes, almost reaching the half an hour mark. The fact is though, that the, those films when they're selected they're really top notch, you know, they've really they, they, they've they been right for their running length, so I'm thinking of something like Keeping Up With The Joneses, Michael Pierce's film it went everywhere, it was 29 minutes long and it's just one of many examples whereby if you make something that that fits its running time, that isn't kind of too baggy or isn't laborious or doesn't drag and the narrative is, is tight uh, you know, I think frankly people are entertained and if it's properly structured it can make a decent short film. In terms of kind of the best way to behave when submitting a film, I think, you know, there are multiple resources out there that now allow you to submit a film very easily online. Uh, things that like without a box where you can kind of submit to multiple festivals simultaneously. I think, you know, have your house in order. Make sure you, you know, this comes up time and time again but have a great production still that somehow is emblematic of the tone and theme and and, and kind of visual intent of your film because a really good still is really important. It is the kind Kind of first encounter people have, but we're much more visual than we are text-based these days. So, see a good, intriguing still is much, perhaps more likely to drive you towards a film that you want to see. If you then couple that with a really tight synopsis or logline, I think that's you know that's quite important. Think about those things and those assets. Don't get hung up at short film level about about the fact that you've got a star in your film. Some festivals may care, but most programmers I think don't care. I've seen plenty of of films, short films with A-listers in that just don't happen to have successfully delivered their vision very well and I know I know very few programmers that would play a bad short with a star in it Um, so making a fuss and writing to people to say oh my short starring xyz you know that's fine but don't make too much of a ballyhoo about it I would say the other thing to say is yeah ballyhoo who who, who said that since the 1930s let's bring it back ballyhoo Um, the other thing to say is if you have relationships with programmers already because you've screened in a festival before they are your friends they want to track your progress and in some cases like can for example can is very keen to you know if it's if it's shown a couple of shorts in Directors' Fortnite Critics Week over the years, you can be you can be pretty sure that they're going to want to have kind of first dibs on the feature if it's good enough for Cam. They're going to want to own that relationship. They're going to want to say, this is a talent that we broke to the world. We started doing it. And I think there's a balance to be struck between kind of exploiting that relationship or, you know, you know making good on that relationship and pestering people, which is different. And you don't want to... Pester people and constantly write to them and say, have you seen my short? Have you seen my short? These are busy people with huge amounts of shorts to get through. Every credible festival that I know watches everything that they get. So you can rest assured that if you're applying to a decent festival, they are watching your work and they will give you a decision. You know, then pestering people for feedback if you haven't got in, for example, can be really quite different. It totally depends on the programmer. Some people seem to be willing to give brief bits of feedback, but others just can't because there's too many short submitted so i think it's about striking that kind of social balance as you would with with any professional relationship about looking at how you can make it work for you without being kind of obnoxious or kind of too heavy-handed with people
1: some well matter dudes. some nuggets some nuggets <laughs> and, some <laughs> and some ballyhoo <laughs> and some ballyhoo i feel like i've gone through all my questions sure this this is this is it okay Thank you so much. That's my, It's my it's pleasure. It's been great having you. You it's sure you don't pleasure. want to spit a couple of bars to see us out? Or? You'd have to lay a beat, and I think we're both too old. Uh, for yeah, that. I think, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let it go. Yeah, you'll thanks. have
0: to catch me <laughs> yes. else, elsewhere in a more casual moment.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Will.
0: Okay, no pleasure.
1: Okay, let's get these thanks in. We couldn't have made this podcast without Will Massa. Thanks to the musical talents of Rory Dempsey, the BFI Network team, and producer Marie. We want to know what you think of the podcast, so tweet us at BFI Network. Bye for now. Thank you to producer Marie, the BFI Network team, and thank you for t- stop tuning in. It's not <laughs> the '80s. You're not lying.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.